Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com.
Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, the tabernacle of Moses was made according to the pattern of heavenly things. Remember the Lord spoke to me, I guess it was last year. Carolyn, that which is heaven, that which is heavenly will be heaven on will be heavenly on earth. So I have been looking for a greater visitation of heavenly on earth ever since he spoke that to me. Hebrews 5 through 6. Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, says he, that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you in the mount. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which is established upon better it will be my attempt to preach uh, not all these little nuts and bolts of the tabernacle, which is wonderful, and I would need a big screen, <laughs> but to show you the spiritual part of the tabernacle that reflects heaven. This is my goal. This is my hope to do. That which is in the tabernacle that reflects heaven. That which is in heaven will be heavenly on earth. Ezekiel 43, 10. Son of man, show the house to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. The holy place is the spirit-filled realm of great salvation. Hebrews 2, 2 through 4. But the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience. By the way, that means angels speak. Just so you know. Yeah. Angels do speak. To, they still do speak to you. Mm -hmm. And every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Mm -hmm. Which at the first begun to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that hear him. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his will. will. The realm of great salvation is the realm of the Holy Spirit. It's the realm of the gifts of the Spirit. It's the realm of the offices of the Spirit. And the Feast of Pentecost is the Holy Spirit. Carolyn. The Feast of Pentecost, the, uh, the Holy Spirit, that's what he said, Carolyn, the Holy Spirit is Pentecost. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> the sixtyfold and the young man of 1 John 2.13. Jesus Christ is our light, our bread, and our high priest. Today we'll study the candlestick of the Holy Ghost baptism. The gifts and fruit of the Spirit, the Apostles' Doctrine, the Branch of the Lord, and the Anointing All. If y'all go to sleep, you know, we'll... <laughs> I was overly ambitious when I started this on the Holy Place. I thought I could teach the whole Holy Place in one setting. And about, I guess, about, oh, it was about 10 o'clock last night. I had just finished with the candlestick. <laughs> 
You, you are saved at the brazen altar of the cross. You're washed by the labor of the word. And then when you get to the place of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you move into the holy place of the second heaven. Okay. In the outer court, you're still in the first heaven. Yeah. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you are in the realm of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And you're in the second heaven. Okay. And in this realm... Um, I forget how what I said to bring them there. Bring them there. It's a place for overcomer. This is the realm where well we're overcoming out in the outer court too. We're but I don't think the overcoming was as much challenging in the outer court. Yeah, I agree with that. It was not as challenging. The fire didn't hit so much until we got into the holy place. Okay. If you read in Ezekiel 8. 3 through 9, the idol of jealousy and wicked abominations are in the entrance of the holy place. Now, oh, hey, come in, Lord. We're good to pray for you today. So glad to see you. Okay. Um, okay. So, when you came into the baptism of people out in the outer court, remember how nice they were? Yeah. They had church members? Yeah. And they were so polite yes. and so And everybody was, and you got into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and somebody was so jealous of your gifts, mm-hmm. and they're jealous of you, mm-hmm. and they're competing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to show off their gifts, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, got all this going on. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the idol of jealousy is at the entrance to the holy place. Mm-hmm. Why is he there? He's for you to overcome being jealous of someone, but you've got to also overcome someone being jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And until you do, that's the process. But that's not all that's in that holy place. There are wicked abominations. So I'm talking about in the realm of baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 8, 3 through Once you got across that point, you were in a safe place. <laughs> If the battle begins, that's when the battle starts. Okay, Ezekiel 8, 3 through 9. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. Ezekiel 8, 3 through 9. The Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven, and in visions of God, he took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court. The inner court is the holy place. The outer court is is the outer court. Okay, to the north gate of the inner court, where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. Hmm. Why would God allow that thing to be there? Because he knew we had to overcome our flesh. And church, if you haven't overcome your jealousy of someone else's gifts and callings, if you haven't overcome the jealousy of someone else's ministry or someone else's platform, you're going to stay right there until you do. And then you will have to overcome the hurt of other people being jealous of you. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. You have to put you in a time. Yeah, it's, it's just that. 
and uh, and this you, this you're gonna have to overcome. Okay, that's not all. And I, then he said to me, "Son of man, look toward the north." So I looked, and in the entrance north of the gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. Now this is God speaking. I skipped down. So what they do, even the great abominations that the house of Israel commits here. Okay, if you come out of a, of a church that teaches nice, that has grace, and teaches graciousness, and you come into a Pentecostal group, <laughs> And you see all these abominations, you can realize how confusing that is. Yeah. 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 How confusing. Yes. Okay. It is so. I got you. I we have, they, have, they have not overcome. Yeah. That's good word. And they're not even nice to you sometimes. <laughs> okay. I look. But this is, I'm not being hard on you Pentecostals. I'm a Pentecostal too. I'm telling you, this is the process that you have got to go through in order for you to be an overcomer and for you to come into that level of maturity of the fullness of Christ. And it is written in the book according to the pattern that is in heaven. Yes. And Carolyn, that which is in heaven will be heavenly on earth. Yeah. I looked behold a hole in the wall and he said to me go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit he empowers us to overcome and continue our spiritual journey through the holy place to the realm of maturity. Okay? It, it you know, I'm looking at people in this room. When I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I thought I had it. Yeah. You know, I'd arrived. Mm -hmm. I only find out in that place all my sins begin to show up too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. Lord, you know, pray, boldly pray David's prayer. Yeah. Oh, Lord, if there's anything in me, show it to me. I said, finally, I think I'll turn it off again. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can't, we can't help but just take this thing one at a time. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. Then the lights. <laughs> <laughs> the priest before entering the holy place had to be clothed upon with a change of garment. This experience brought him into the light of the word, the ministry of the body, and the blessing of spirit-anointed prayer and praise. The anointing changes on the worship. There is worship in the outer court, but there's a different worship in the Holy of Holies because the Holy Spirit takes the worship then. And the Holy Spirit lifts the praise and worship to another realm. The same thing in the Holy of Holies. The level of the worship changes. We move into a different level of worship. The study of the candlestick 
is a revelation of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It would take an entire book, and we're not going there today. You want to know all the little details, read that book right there. <laughs> there was not a mold for the lampstand. The work of the candlestick was also made according to the pattern which the Lord showed Moses, says the Word of God. The entire lampstand was created from one piece of gold, unity of Christ and his church and his divinity. Hebrews 2.11 For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one. Mm -hmm. Both he who sanctifies and you and I are all of one. Now, we're not living where we ought to be living on that, but that's the plan. That's the pattern. That's the pattern in heaven. That which is in heaven will be heavenly on earth. That's the pattern. Ephesians 2.15 By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put down, he which he put to death their hostility. Christian, if you and I and the Jewish people, and I oh, it's not even worried about the Jewish people. Let's take all the denominations. Let's take all the churches. Let's take all the doctrines of all the churches. And everybody that knows exactly what we ought to be doing. This bunch over here says we ought to be evangelists. Praise God, I'll bless you to be an evangelist. This one over here says we ought to be teaching the word. Another one over here says we ought to be a faith movement. And on and on and on. And if you're not doing what I'm doing, then you're not doing the right thing. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. But if we all go to the cross, he has put down all hostility, all of our judgment of one another, that yes. everybody's supposed to be doing what I'm doing. That's right. Amen. No, I'm called to do what I'm doing. Amen. Huh. And hopefully some more folks somewhere. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> The lampstand reveals the Trinity and light and life, the vine and branches of John 15, 5. And the light was to never go out. It should never go out. Christ, the light and life, reveals the nature and ministry of God. The church, the light and life, reveals the nature of Christ for the collective body and the individual believer. Can you say that again? The church. Okay. Jesus Christ is the light and life and he reveals God to us. Okay. The church. We're to reveal the nature of Christ. Both collectively and individually. Yes. The nature of Jesus is revealed through the fruit of the spirit. The life and ministry of Jesus is revealed through the gifts of the spirit which flow following the Holy Ghost baptism. The gifts of the Spirit extend his ministry. The extended nature of Jesus 
in us the pattern of that which is in heaven is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Yes. When I first began to preach, I taught on the fruit of the Spirit because of... <laughs> Y'all have no idea. Okay, so I'm teaching Pentecostals. <laughs> and they don't want to hear about the fruit of the Spirit. They want to hear about the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> and they're already fighting over their gifts. <laughs> so I come along teaching on the fruit of the Spirit. Because if you don't have the fruit, your gifts are not going to minister to anyone. Titus 2.7 In all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing incorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. The pattern son Jesus in the temple is the New Testament pattern for our lives and our worship. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The anointed word revealed through the apostles' doctrine is light and life. I posted on Facebook and I came down. It was a moment. I was coming down the stairs getting ready to meet Sandra to pick me up for church. Sunday morning and the Lord says, Tell my people not to be studying the doctrines of demons. Amen. So I've been saying that ever since. The anointing world revealed through the apostles' doctrine is light and life. Acts 2, 38 through 42. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord called. Now, it's the Holy Spirit that calls. It wasn't, like you heard me say, it wasn't because you were so cute. It wasn't because you were so smart. It wasn't because you were so popular. It wasn't because you were somehow superior to anyone. Right. The Holy Spirit called you to become one of the one-thirders that I talked about who goes through the fire of God. With many other words, he, and that would be Peter, testified and exhorted, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, church, there's a division between that which is evil and that which is God in this nation right now. We have got to save ourselves and our children and whatever ministry, whatever mouth, and whatever pulpit God has given you from this untoward generation. We have a generation out there that do not know God. They do not know the ways of God. They do not know the word of God. And they do not know the way, anything about God and how God does things. That's right. Yeah. That's your job. That's right. Yes. It's your job to save them. That's right, yeah. They gladly received his word, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Jesus Christ is the anointed word. The spirit without measure rested upon Jesus. 
according to John 3, 34. Scripture teach, scriptures teach that the same anointing shall rest upon a people known as the branch of the Lord. The branch of the Lord reveals the light and life of God in the earth. Christ is the central shaft and has the greater adornment and his body is the branches. Christ is central to the Holy Ghost baptism for he is the baptizer in Matthew 3.11. For one mightier than I shall come behind me and he shall baptize you in the, in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. The branch of the Lord grows out of his roots. We, the branches, spring out of the loins of Jesus. John 15, 5 through 8. I am the vine and you are the branches. Can't be any clearer than that, right? He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you do nothing. Now I don't care how much word you know. I don't care how smart you are. If you're not doing it with Jesus Christ moving through you, it's going to burn as wood, hay, and stubble. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. There is a fire burning in the United States of America. It is burning out the dross. It is burning in our government. And, do you, and it always starts at the top. And do you not think that it's not going to burn out of us, everything in us that is not of God? Amen. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Candlestick, or seven lamps. Seven spirits equal one spirit. The seven lamps, the candlestick, equals seven horns, fullness of all power. Seven eyes are all seeing. The seven... uh, that the, the eyes of the spirit, seven eyes of the spirit, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the fear of God. Seven colors of the rainbow about the throne, the covenant, and Joseph's coat. There are specific measures. There, I'm sorry, there are no specific measurements given in scripture for the candlestick. Everything else has exact measurements, but not the candlestick. Now, I looked this up last night because I just found it interesting, so I'll share it with you because I simply find it is interesting. You may already know. It's believed that the candlestick and table of showbread was carried off by Titus's soldiers when he destroyed the temple in 70 AD, so I looked this up. And uh, they have paintings and sculptures showing this golden candlestick on the soldier's back and the table of showbread, which was also totally gold. If you look this up on your on your Google, you'll see it. It's called um, the Ark of Titus uh, that was in Rome. And they, this is, they had a measurement of the candlestick there. Their records depict that the lampstand was uh, five feet by three and a half feet. That's the only measurement they have of a candlestick. 
was one that when it was when it was carried to the Ark of Titus in Rome. But there's no proof of it except they have pictures of of the soldier. You can look at it. It's an interesting thing to read. Yeah. It was interesting for me. The last stand had a central shaft and uh, six branches or seven, three on each side. Uh, we know that there are now candlesticks uh, that the Jewish people have and have nine, but that was changed somewhere down the road by Maccabees or somebody. Yeah. And uh, they changed yeah. it. It has nothing to do with the pattern of heaven. That's right. The original was made according to the pattern that was given to Moses on the mountain. The ideas concerning the ornamentation of the lampstand are buried. Many describe it as a golden almond bush. And what I do when I see different descriptions, I think the one I like best. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. When you teach, you can do it when you <laughs> The knife or the bud, the flower, and the bowl, like unto almonds, fruit, are three stages in the life of the almond plant. Okay, three stages in the life of the Christian. Salvation and the outer court, coming into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, becoming an overcomer, and coming into maturity as the Son of God. Mm. Seven lamps on top hold the oil. The almond plant was the first to come to life in the spring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Aaron's rod, with an almond rod. The knot or bud could also be likened to a crown of a pillar. The lamp stand had 66 ornaments. There are 66 books of the Bible. We can compare with the seven lamps, with the seven crowns of the overcomer. Incorruptible crown. Crown of rejoicing, crown of righteousness, crown of life, crown of glory, crown of honor, and the golden you want the scriptures, I'll give them to you. They're on my notes. It is the resurrection life, power, and energy of the risen Christ that flows in us, enabling the church to reveal the nature of Jesus in the fruit of the Spirit. You said resurrection, so when you said five feet by 30 feet, I looked at the cross. That's probably about that size. Okay. Kind of looks like the cross. Okay. It is that same divine energy and anointing experienced in the Holy Ghost baptism and the gifts of the Spirit. The Apostles' doctrine is quickened to our spirit because of Christ's resurrection life. The branch of the Lord will be energized by the power of Christ's endless life. This is not a conclusive study of the last stand, and it cannot be complete without a complete study on Revelation 2.5 which I'm not going to do today but remember from where you have fallen, mm -hmm. repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent mm -hmm. every church that God establishes there are different levels of fellowship and when everything God's ever had me start, I soak it in prayer. Then there is soaking it in the Word of God. And then I have a visitation of the lampstand. When the lampstand comes in, you've got a church. 
And when the Spirit of God goes out, the lampstand goes out. It is written. That's another teaching. We're not going to stay there today. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. The restoration to the church of the foundation ministries of the apostle and prophet as the leadership of a New Testament church and it has been restored. The apostle and prophet. Oh, the prophet's been restored. Okay. I heard this. What was it? In the 90s. Was it the 90s? Was it the 80s? The prophet's coming in. And I heard a trumpet blow. I saw her trumpet blow. I heard the lion roar. I heard the roar of the lion in my living room in that bridge, Louisiana. And there became, and the prophetic began to come forth everywhere. Except Katie, Texas. <laughs> 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 it was closed down. Uh-oh. When I came here. Yeah, that's right. It's true. It was closed down. Mm-hmm. They had it closed down. That's right. No prophet could prophesy then. How long ago? 21 years ago. Yeah. I don't know how. At least. And, um, now it's everywhere. Yeah. It's it's sure. loose everywhere. Even into the denominational churches, they do it on the slide. That's right. Praise the Lord. Yes. And they were coming in twenty years ago. Yeah. But they were still not in the main assembly. It had to be in the fellowship. <laughs> it's okay. If the prophet is in. <laughs> The prophet is now part of the leadership of God's church. I'm not talking about your church. Amen. I'm talking about God's church. Mm-hmm. Universal. Mm-hmm. Now the apostle is being set in. And y'all saw the prophet. You saw how many mistakes they made. You saw how they used their gifts to raise money. That they prophesied to your itching ears to tell you how pretty you are and how beautiful you are so they will, you will give them money. And you saw God begin to bring forth the prophets and to prove and clean their gifts in them. Okay, so now we're seeing the apostles being brought forth, and it's going to be the same what? And they're going to be set in. And they're going to go through the same testings, the same trials. You see, because this is happening in the holy place.
I hear, be holy, for I am holy. Mm -hmm. Just keep hearing that. Jesus, what I do now. Okay, so when the apostle and the prophet are established in, in governmental order of the kingdom of God. Okay, the only governmental order that we are under is the government of the kingdom of God. And when this is established, then the church will be like the book of, will have the power of the book of Acts. Everybody yes. wants. Okay. But people say, well, we want to go back to have a church like the Book of Acts. Yeah. Well, they were operating in holiness. That's right. Mm -hmm. They were out, and there was and, and there was holiness in them. If they didn't have holiness, somebody's going to fall dead. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen again. <laughs> the saints were taught to follow ten points of normal Christianity. Justification by faith, water baptism by immersion, sanctification. Well, I should go ahead and bring my parallels here. Justification by faith is the brazen, is the time of the brazen altar. Water baptism by immersion, the brazen labor. Sanctification, the brazen labor. Divine healing, 
the brazen altar, and the table of showbread, which we'll get into next week in case I finish this today. Baptism of the Holy Ghost is the golden candlestick. Fruit and gifts of the Spirit, the candlestick. The fivefold ministry, the bars, the candlestick, and the showbread. Laying on a hand, the table of showbread. Body ministry, board, showbread, the altar of incense. Full maturity in the Ark of the Covenant. Because of the length, depth, breadth, and height of the teaching on the showbread, uh, we'll see if we can do that next week. Okay, I'm going to try 1152. I'm going to try to get through the anointing oil maybe in maybe 15 minutes. Maybe. Let's see what I can do here. Okay, in January 2007, Joanne and I attended a home meeting. The guest minister was Michael O'Brien from England. <laughs> that was the first time to meet him. I think, I think it's the first time I met Jill, too. And when Michael called me out to minister, he said, this is it, the little house on the periphery. Quality, quality, quality. You minister fine steak. You bring, <laughs> you bring in other ministries to bring in the spice. <laughs> However, the spice you minister will be strong enough the people will not want you to bring in speakers but will want you to preach the steak and the spice. Mm -hmm. As I wrote my notes in 2007, that may not be verbatim, but it's close to what he prophesied to me. That's really how I think. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, now I have verbalized that since then, but I had never verbalized. I didn't tell y'all what I was doing. Yeah. I'm bringing the steak and get y'all just enough of it so you wouldn't choke. And then I'd bring in some spice. <laughs> and I would lighten it up. And then I would come back and throw y'all some more steak. I was working at it. <laughs> I'm you, just the truth. Spirit of God, do what I'm As you know, in the past, I guess still am, been criticized, and even persecuted for preaching strong messages. People don't want to hear it. What? Nothing else. What? And these are messages given to me by the Lord. So he's supposed to tell me he wants me to preach it somehow. Right. You know? And then that's who I am. Yeah. I mean, there's no separating me. And, you know, don't talk to me about your recipe. Just feed it to me. You know, I'm not going to be interested in your recipe. <laughs> I've been try I'll be trying to figure out what's going on up there in heaven. Someone came recently. I think it was Mark. He said, I'm always looking up there. I am. I'm always looking out there. Higher, farther. So I haven't felt to wallow them down or apologize. Amen. Yep. <laughs> Don't do it. But I still try to keep a healthy balance by bringing in a variety of ministers from all streets. You know that. To keep y'all. Besides, it's interesting. I don't want to get boring. <laughs> and I'm blessed too. Amen. It keeps us healthy. Yes. Okay. But unknown to Brother O'Brien, I had planned for some weeks to preach on Sunday, crowned with oil. Oil compounded after the art of the apocryphal. I was working on that message, but I just hadn't had time to pull it all together. But I was working on it when he gave me the word. And he had no idea. Moreover, the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure myrrh, 
Give 500 shekels and a sweet cinnamon. Pack so much, even 250 shekels and a sweet calamus. 250 shekels and a cassia, 500 shekels. And after the shekel of the sanctuary and all of olive to a hen, and you shall make it an oil of holy ointment and ointment compounded after the art of the apothecary, it shall be holy anointing. Okay, Lord gave Moses, again, he gave Moses the, the recipe. Mm -hmm. He gave Moses the pattern, he gave Moses the recipe. And a detailed recipe. Each of the four spices was a head spice. Psalm 
and the apostates of God. Some teach because Christ suffered, we do not have to suffer. There is this teaching, and I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember yes. this teaching. I'm here even today. Do you? Yes. We're so separated from everything. Mm -hmm. Jesus warned his disciples, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of Matthew is pure myrrh and reveals the king who suffered and died at the hands of his people. Myrrh was an embalming spice used in the embalming of Jesus, a preservative, beautifying quality used in healing, a perfume, costly gift fit for the king, mixed with wine and offered to Jesus on the cross. It was free-flowing. All of us, every person I've ever known, have experienced some bitter things. And the high priest of our salvation will mix that into our lives. All great men and women have been processed with Mark. We're watching Judge Kavanaugh be processed. This does not mean the consequences of lawlessness of sowing to the wind and then reaping the whirlwind. That's what Congress is doing. They're sowing to the wind and they're going to reap the whirlwind. Yes. Kevin also. He's, yeah, I think he said that. That was used scripture, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> he, he prophesied it to them. He spoke it to them. Yes, he did. 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 It's tough to pastor during those times because you have no answers. You just know. Let me tell you, you got to go through it. And I said you go through it because Jesus Christ is going to take you through it. Yeah. And the last thing anyone needs to hear is a religious novice spouting off about a lack of faith. That's right. You know, we've all been through that. Job's com a, a comforters. Those who are destined for the heights of Zion, and I posted this last night on Facebook, yeah. will be taken to the depths and cloud. Mm -hmm. If you want to be used by God, go ahead. Go ahead. She didn't get the scripture. What scripture was that? Uh, about those who are taken to the heights of Zion, that's just me talking. Okay. Will be taken to the depths and be plowed. It's it. experience. It's in the Bible. Your website, your Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to be used by God? You want to be in the street? Mm. Hey, Cheryl, how about it? <laughs> you got to be going to take it. Uh, Cheryl, God used her mildly. Mm. But He's taking her to a new depth and He's plowing her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She won't want to hear me tell. She do not want to hear me say that. <laughs> Maybe done 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. skip over it fast. There's some more notes here, but I'll skip over it. I get to get to preaching. <laughs> cinnamon was a spice from the bark of a cinnamon small evergreen tree and had a certain fragrance, sweetness. It means to stand upright, to be erect. Mm -hmm. You've got to be a stand up person if you're going to go through this. 
The holy oil, if truly compounded by the apothecary, will cause the anointed people of God to stand erect and to walk in truth. It is said of Jesus that he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. We glory in justification and the imputed righteousness of Christ, which we receive by faith. If we truly receive this righteousness and walk in it, we're going to hate iniquity. These two things are mutually exclusive. Truth and deception cannot coexist. You cannot eat from the table of demons and eat from the table of the Lord. Right. Righteousness and iniquity cannot coexist. One or the other will overshadow the other and eventually exclude it. This represents sweet things, the sweetness of grace. Given some stuff here. So, the Shulamite bride in the Song of Psalms prophetically describes Jesus Christ, the one who is altogether lovely, the husband of the church. His cheeks are a bed of spice as sweet flowers, his lips like lilies, dropping sweet smelling myrrh. His mouth is most sweet. Sweet cinnamon is the gospel of Mark and shows the sweetness of the servant of Jehovah ever willing to minister to others. God sends us happy days when you need them. Every time I've ever gone through a severe battle in the church, the Lord has brought something happy into my life to offset it. Every single time when we were going through this transition here, uh, the Lord gave my daughter a house in Kerrville. I went over there and prayed through that transition because it was a happy place for me to have to be in. He will do it. It'll just show up. Sweet Calamus. I skipped a bunch of these if y'all want to go back and study. Okay. It's the third principle spice. Represents government and divine order. The extended rule of divine anointing. A stick in the hand of Moses as he tended the sheep and Midian became the rod of God when he stands before Pharaoh. The shepherd's staff becomes a scepter of power and authority. A reed shaken in the wind strikes fear in the heart of a wicked, powerful Herod. A man manacled with fetters causes another governor to tremble. Jesus' life is the extension of the Father's rule and reign. The scepter of his kingdom is righteousness. This man is the divine measure, the anointed rod or reed. Jesus purchased or procured the church with his own blood, having given himself for us an offering to God for sweet-smelling favor. Sweet callousness, which means branch, is the gospel of Luke and tells of the man Christ Jesus, the extension of and express image of the Father. Number four is Cassia. The fourth and final required principle spice which represents true humility of anointed worship. This is not performance. This is when we worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. A fragrant tree resembling the cinnamon tree. Though its bark is less delicate in taste and perfume, has purple flowers and grows at a very high altitude. 
In addition to its use in the holy anointing oil, cassia was used to scent garments with this perfume. Jesus Christ, heaven's, bride, heaven's bridegroom, came out of the ivory palaces smelling of cassia. Mm -hmm. Psalm 45, 8. He humbled himself and became obedient to death of the cross. And the anointing oil was poured on him as the heavenly errand. Purple speaks of royalty. Christ's regal character is manifested in us as kings and priests unto God. Genuine humility, enabled by the divine anointing, brings promotion in God. And the minister of the gospel. And all of you have ministers. The ambitions out there where it will wear you out. The selfish ambition of people who want to be recognized, the people who want to be lifted up, the people who want to be given a platform. But it's our humility which brings promotion in God. The same anointing that fitted the garments ministry of the bridegroom will descend upon his body. And let me tell you, I don't care how humble you are. You got to watch it. You have got to watch it. Especially after God uses you. First, when you let the Holy Ghost come on you and use you in a mighty way, and the power of God fall on you in a powerful way, and you walk out of that meeting, you better be careful not to strut. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Because if you do, you're going to get a hit before you get out the door. <laughs> the flesh can produce a legalistic mock humility. But this vice is compounded in the apothecary through a reverential fear and worship. True worship is primarily a state of being and not an act to perform. Jesus talks about true worshipers and not merely about the act of worship. He doesn't say anything about that. Let us seek to minister Christ that men might become worshipers rather than trying to stimulate worship in a religious service. Yes. <laughs> I heard a grunt back there, Henry. Yes. <laughs> That's right. True worship leads to total commitment to his will. I never preach a message, I never teach a message that during worship I just don't lay it all down. Cassie is the gospel of John and illustrates Jesus as the high-flying eagle, the pattern son, who soared up to the Father in consummate worship. All four blended spices are required to produce the genuine anointing. All four spices are to be worked in every Christian. And now the olive oil. I'll be through here in five minutes. I told y'all I'd rush through it. Olive oil is consistently used in the scriptures as a type of the Holy Spirit. But the anointing oil is mingled with all these spices to more clearly portray the attributes of the Spirit of God, whose presence in our life will give forth the fragrance of Christ. All of those are mixed into us. 
the last standard of the Holy Spirit. They're all mixed into us. And when they're mixed into us and we come out without bitterness, we come out without anger, we come out without issues, then we become the fragrance of Christ. He comes into our lives to make the Lord Jesus real to us. Now when you go out in the world of Christendom, Everyone's not going to follow this view. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to love them and overlook them mm -hmm. and forgive them even though they're stinking. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to make the Lord Jesus real to us and to shine forth from our lives in the beauty of holiness. The oil was produced by beating the olive berries. Gethsemane means oil press. It was in the garden that Jesus took the cup of bitterness and told self-sacrifice. It was on the cross that he drank it to the dregs until it was finished. These different ingredients of anointing oil remind us of our various ministries. Not everybody is like you, nor has everyone been through what you have experienced. We understand this, and we won't be so quick to judge others by our walk. Amen. Yes. And we can understand that people, even the apostles, are being called out to be set. Even the apostles are coming through that holy place to overcome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just because they're called as apostles, and God is setting them into that office, and it hasn't been set yet. I mean, they are being said. They are. They are. They have been called yeah. to be apostles. They are being called to be apostles. They are being prepared into that office. As they're going through this holy place, they're going to have to go through all of these demons and all of these challenges that are still in the realm of their soul, because the soul is the realm of the holy place. We haven't been willing to undergo the mingling together of the virtues of Christ according to the art of the apothecary. Only God knows the secret of this wonderful art. Only he knows the recipe made according to the pattern that is in heaven. The bitterness of the myrrh removes the bitterness of past circumstances, disappointments, and many wounds inflicted upon us in the battles of life. There is a fragrance and sweetness from our life that we could not know, except as we will find ourselves ground and pulverized in the mortars of God's apostrophe. We discover that the bruised reed of our calamus is never really broken, and the smoking flax is not quenched. Brother, God has led us this way to prepare us for a richer anointing, a more pure anointing, a holy oil that will crown our heads with priestly virtue 
and priestly ministry in the house of God. So we pray. Lord, come down and dust together in your divine apothecary. You're watching a man become mounted. On your screen, you're watching it happen. And all the graces and virtues of the of Lord Jesus, of the Holy Spirit to our lives and mingle us together in your holy oil according to your own art and wisdom. Then we may know your nature and discover the crown of priestly ministry. Give us not the power the rulers of the Gentiles exercise to lord it over others, but rather give us true spiritual power, man and of God. Then we can rule over the restless hearts of men by administration of your grace, peace, and truth. Praise the Lord. Next week, I got through it. I got this done. Nice to see I did. Good job. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.